Mikey and Rin stay in. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. Welcome to Mikey and Rin stay in. It's the, oh, I don't know, third or fourth edition where it's just Mikey. And I hope that's okay with you. We are, you know, just going through all the things. And Corinne is, you know, I think we've talked about this before on the show, but she's just, you know, kind of less driven to need ego stroking (laughs) and to want to talk about herself. And I am 100% motivated by that. So in the uh, idea of getting information to you guys, keeping people updated, satisfying the need for Mikey and Rin in your ears, I am giving you these kind of bi-weekly or whatever it is, updates about where we're at. I don't know, kind of like I've been kind of talking to Corinne about like what are the things we want to talk about? What are the things we want to fill people in on? Um, And then like what's the shit that's just going on in the world that I want to talk about? And so, yeah, that's what these shows are kind of becoming. They're, I hope it's fun. I hope it's interesting. We, I just have the kind of like, you know, pressure cooker sort of experience where I just need to like let off the pressure, talk a little bit. Otherwise, I'd just be talking to myself and jacking off into the mirror. So uh, nobody wants that shit. And I can only say so much to myself before I'm before I'm done. So now I feel like I have an audience and that's great. Hi. Hello. It is December 12th ish. We are rolling into the end of the year. We're rolling into, we're going to be going back to the East Coast. Um, We've just been, I don't know, man, just trying to be as present as possible. We've actually been, I don't know, going through this really funny phase. We actually watched the, on HBO, there's a documentary series called Music Box where they had like a DMX documentary. They had one about Kenny G, Alanis Morissette, and they had one about Woodstock 99 which, God, I wish Corinne was here because she was there. She was at Woodstock 99. She and her crew were <laughs> super high on drugs, Avi, and I think left before, like when the fires all started. And it was just such an interesting thing. I don't know if anybody's seen that documentary. It's I think it's definitely worth watching, A, to remember uh how garbage the music was like in 1999 it was like kid rock and uh i mean there was a lot of really good music around that time but like the mainstream trl sort of like shit that everybody listened to like limp biscuit wow um offspring pretty good you know there was like definitely like some people around that alanis jewel but at this concert you know this show there was like kid rock um insane clown posse fucking Limp Biscuit, Fred Durst, what a fucking idiot that guy is, especially to look back at it, I remember at the time thinking he was such a twat, but wow, to look back, it's just, like what I see when I watch that shit, and obviously the riots and stuff that happened is reminiscent of January 6th, but like, I just see like a whole sea of Proud Boys in the making, of like, this is where the like, bullshit kind of libertarian mm, don't tread on me eh, maga hat eh, proud boy sort of thing all comes from it's like this white angst and entitled white dudes just thinking they can do whatever they want and i feel like so much of it was pushed by that shit where we could have leaned into like the 
you know, more Kurt Cobain, um, who else? Like R.E.M., you know, like just people that were like more, you know, Kurt Cobain was like a good dude and was pushing feminism and was pushing kind of togetherness. And it was in this kind of sad, you know, grungy, self-reflective sort of, you know, weepy bullshit. But but it was a, a really good message. And I think what ended up happening was they talk about it in the documentary, but like, you know capitalism co-opted the grunge movement and then made it this like prepackaged thing and then it kind of became this like you know limp biscuit i want to say corn but i actually kind of dig corn they they had they did something a little bit different he was kind of a truthful truthful guy um anyways long story short we've just been in this like let's listen to all of our high school shit which we kind of do anyways but like I, I, I'm all '90s hip hop, golden era of hip hop. Like I'm always listening to Nas, Mob Deep, um, all my people from then, and it's you know, and Tribe, Native Tongues, all those guys. And then Rini, you know, she listens to a lot of Blink and Deftones, and she had this. But what happened was, so she Spotify, you know, kind of secretly makes all these like curated playlists, and. <laughs> You know, I realized that on some level, like some of them are super obvious, but Rinny started playing this, um, like this is the 90s uh, playlist, which, you know, didn't kind of like in its description say like this is specifically like curated from your, what you listen to and kind of we, we've plucked the things out that are like 90s specific. And so she started listening to it and she was like, I mean, was this fucking playlist like is it inside of my brain? This is before she realized that it was, you know, actually for her. So here's some of the transition moments that happened um, from like on her playlist. So hold on one second, pulling it up. Ani DeFranco, straight into Johnny Gill. That's a fucking great one. And this is like, this is how our playlist in our brain always worked. I used to make like CDs for all the girls that I dated and it would be like underground hip hop and then it would be Lionel Richie and then it would be, you know, Liz Fair and then it would be, you know, hip hop again. And so I was just all over the place with like a Disney song. That's just where my head is. Uh, okay, she's got uh, Melissa Etheridge into The Loonies. I've got five on it. Erica Badu into Weezer. Cheryl Crow, Strong Enough to Be My Man, one of the best songs ever, into one of the other best songs ever, Cisco, the thong song. I love it. Oh, Elliot Smith, Waltz number two, into Color Me Bad, Want to Sex You Up. God, it's just so good. And I love the idea that Spotify knows this disparity in musical interest, but like none of your friends have to. <laughs> so you can have your your private like Michael Bolton into Jedi mind tricks, like hardcore hip hop. And it just knows that that's what you want. And I love that. And I think that there's, I think there's benefits to all of the things, right? Everybody complains about, you know, you, you're looking for a couch or something on the internet and then suddenly Instagram is sending you couch commercials. And it's weird, totally. Like your phone's listening. But like, how many things have you bought on Instagram because it was like geared straight towards you? The amount of shoes and things like that that I've bought because I was like, wow, I could have gone looking for this. But like Instagram and the algorithm knows exactly what I want. 
Uh, I don't know. If it is Big Brother, it's a helpful Big Brother. <laughs> it's a Big Brother that's teaching you about some shit that maybe you wanted to know about. Uh, slippery slope, though. But it's, you know, with everything that we talk about on the show and everything that you guys know that we're going through, fuck, I don't know. I'm just kind of in a place in life where I'm like, I want to be white glove serviced. I want to have opinions around me that are things that I believe in. I'm just kind of done fighting. I just don't really feel like I want to like have to like work uphill. And so I don't know to have something kind of provided for me. That's just what I want when I want it. Sounds fucking great. We, um, in that same vein, we just got back from a week in Hawaii, which was, you guys, if you don't follow the two of us on Instagram, Rinny doesn't post shit. I post a decent amount, but we just have a fun little life that we curate for people and for ourselves, obviously. We both work super hard, and uh, but like we also play super hard, and we have, a, I think, a pretty decent life work balance. And I think a lot of you that know us would probably roll your eyes and be like, fuck you guys, you're always on vacation. Um, but I'm also not posting Instagram photos of me fucking scrubbing my bathroom floor or doing my taxes or something. So eat a dick. I'm showing you the best part of my life. We, uh, we went to, and we also, not to like be balling on a budget bragging, but we went to Hawaii and Corinne is like the ultimate deal searcher. And so she got us, I know it's ugly to talk about how much things cost, but I don't give a fuck. I'm so proud of her. She got, so we, first we were like, dude, we just need something to look forward to. This was like in September, October. And the only thing on our horizon was we just had a miscarriage Rini had just had a miscarriage, um, and we were looking down the barrel of another round of IVF, and it's scary, and it's fucked, and fall is here, so it's raining in Portland, and then we have, you know, we have our Christmas trip to back, back east to see her family, which is so fun, but like we didn't have anything like awesome to look forward to, um, vacation-y, and so we were like, dude, let's just, we were eating breakfast one day, and we were like, why don't we just look up like what it looks like to go to Mexico? Then, of course, fucking Zika, right? We have to keep, th we have to think about Zika. Remember that shit? Zika feels like so long ago with COVID and everything. I didn't even remember Zika was a thing, but yeah, it's a thing. And when you're trying to conceive, it's a real thing. And so we're like, all right, so we're not going to go to Mexico or Central America or like the Caribbean. It's also expensive. Mexico, not really, but. Um, and so we were like, where can we go? That's like beachy and sweet and warm. And so Hawaii, I was like, all right, but all I've been hearing is that Hawaii is just out of fucking control expensive. So we looked up flights and they were 240 a piece round trip. So 240 bucks for the two of us on Alaska, direct flights from Portland. And we were like, uh, yes. And so this is to Kauai. And um, you like that pronunciation? You're welcome. Um, and so we were like, holy shit, that's cheap as fuck. I was expecting to spend like 800 bucks a person. So we booked those and then we we're like, all right, but this is the thing. We're going to get there and then it's going to be like insane hotel, insane rental car, all those things. Um, and so Rini found this hotel room. It's in Kapa'a. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but um, you're welcome. And so we picked the hotel room and we're like, beachfront, let's just do it, right? Rini found some crazy ass deal 
And this hotel ended up being 63 bucks a night. And it was literally six feet from the sand. Like this was one of those kind of horseshoe shaped hotels. So like pool in the middle, like all the amenities kind of in the middle of the U. One end of the hotel, one end of the horseshoe was like the restaurant and bar. And the other end of the hotel was our room right on the beach. And we were on the first like garden level. So we could just walk out and walk right onto the beach. And there's, you know, two floors above us. But we had the only room that was like actually oceanfront. And this hotel was like, I'm not going to say it was like the most baller hotel, the most updated hotel. Like it was super clean, you know, very beautiful grounds and everything. The hotel needs maybe a little bit of an update, but it was like 100% doable, like 100% clean, you know, beautiful bed and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like 63 bucks a night. That's fucking bed bugs and gonorrhea that I'm getting from where my sleeping situation. Um, but yeah, she got this crazy ass deal, uh, rental cars, which I just talked to a friend who is spending 3000 bucks for five or six days for a van. We got a rental car for 30 bucks a day. Our whole trip, like everything, food and everything, I think ended up being maybe a hundred or 200 bucks more than just the flights to Buffalo, New York for Christmas. Um, so anyways, humble brag, deal brag, bargain brag. But uh, that is our, <laughs> that's our bindle, was go to Hawaii for like a thousand bucks. So anyways, that was, our trip was so beautiful. Kauai is just like, is wildly gorgeous and so undeveloped on some level. Like it's a lot of farmland. And this is probably the reason that Mark Zuckerberg is being such a fuckhead and like buying up all the, you know, coastland there, like through all the shady ways that he's doing it. Um, but it's like, there's, you know, there's hotel areas, but basically it's just these little towns and the tourism feels like pretty low key. So we loved it. And like, so we, we, you know, we do our trips, like it's eating and it's adventuring. It's like hike all day and, you know, do whatever so that you can eat all night. And, um, so we planned on doing this big hike. I can't remember how to pronounce it, but it's this big hike into this waterfall. So it's like eight miles and it's pretty brutal. Like it's a, it's a hike that you have to like kind of scramble along the river's edge to get up to the waterfall. And, you know, we're, we hike a ton. We live in Oregon, blah, blah, blah. But it's still like, we've been told that it was like, you know, look out for it. Cause it's just kind of a sneaker. Um, the day that we got there, maybe the, the second day we're like, kind of walking around on the beach and we're in these little tide pools and Rinny fucking banana peels and lands right on our ass bone on these the you know these rocks where the uh tide pools are and she's like all right sweet I just like totally hurt my back and we're not going to be able to fucking hike or do anything while we're here <laughs> and so we you know we're just aware of it and she like you know, gave herself some acupuncture. And the next day we were like, all right, why don't we just, we'll just kind of lay low. You nurse your back. We just got to make sure it's all good. And so I was out, we went to this Anini beach, which is like this really dope, uh, snorkeling beach. And, you know, really, I was like, babe, you just stay on the, on the beach and I'm just going to go out and just, you know, see some shit. I'm going to find some turtles. So I'm swimming. I don't have any like, um, flippers on and I got my got you know, my snorkel on and I fucking kick a coral a stabby coral with the bottom of my foot, like the arch of my foot, I get like a puncture wound. That's like an inch long and I'm fucking bleeding everywhere and it's like on the bottom of my foot. So like sand is getting in it constantly 
And I have fucking hobbling around. It's like we've both just destroyed ourselves, basically the first days of the trip. And anyways, we toughed it out. I wrapped my foot up. We did the hike. We crushed it. Um, Rennie kind of got crushed by it. She was just not, her back wasn't really hurting, but like she was just so fucking tentative and not wanting to slip and fall into the rivers or slip on these rocks. And you know, man, if you guys listen to the show, like Corinne is the toughest person and she's been through so much. And it's like, I think it's just kind of given both of us a bit. Like, I think for her, it's made her feel more kind of wary and fragile to the world, um, which is, you know, it's hard because then it, the world is kind of scary and intimidating. If you look at it from a lens of, fuck, I've been knocked down a bunch and it feels like the kind of universe is out to get me. And I've kind of leaned in the other direction, which is like, fuck all that shit. I kind of have a bit of a death wish. Excuse me. And, you know, I'm like, not that I'm taking more risks or whatever, but I am a little bit like, this is, you know, we've been through some shit. I have, my give a fuck meter has gone down by a lot. And so I don't know. <laughs> it's an interesting combo for us. And we... um I don't know. We're both really, it's really good for us both to be able to find places where we can kind of just uh, relax because we both overwork our lives a lot. Overthinking, um, you know, I work a weird schedule because I'm a consultant, but I spend so much time buzzing, like up at night, just overthinking things, life stuff. And it's... um, it's exhausting on some level. And I know everybody gets this shit. Like this has been an exhausting couple years for everybody on another one level or another. All of you guys out there that are like full-time workers and parents or just, you know, like have young kids and it's like that shit is just an endless experience and you're like having to be home with your partner all the time and you're just all up each other's asses. It's just, I think everybody needs to take a step back. I'm, I'm finding that I was hoping that COVID was going to lead people to reprioritizing and maybe working less or being forced to work less by bosses. And I just think it's gone completely the opposite way, where I think that a lot of businesses have seen that people working from home or whatever, that they can kind of squeeze more productivity out of people. And then you have these things like Slack and um just a lot of communication platforms that make it so that you are just constantly available and constantly having to punch things off the list. Asana. Um, I am, I'm going to use this place, this, you know, our podcast is a bit of a platform to say, if you're in a position at all to define these things for yourself, um, if a, well, for sure, if you're in a position where you are a boss or a manager, I want to start pushing people to institute a real weekends, no fucking emailing on Sundays, um, pushing real holidays, like being able to tell the people that you work with, like I am committing to not emailing you or fucking with you during like this window in the holidays. So you can actually, you know, relax and actually focus on your own shit. Um, And then another thing that's just kind of a little thing that I've done lately is I've turned off all notifications on my phone. So I have certain things that I have allowed. Like um, I I do have like a snow app for skiing and that pings me when there's going to be big snowfall. I do get text messages. um, But like all of my email, Slack, 
um, anything that could stress me out, I've turned off all notifications for it because I think there's just that cortisol hit that every time your phone goes off, every time, even if your phone's on silent or just vibrates or whatever, it's, there is this little, this little stress release that I just think over time, it's like death by a thousand cuts. I think it's killing us all slowly. And I just know that with the level of stress that we've been going through with, you know, trying to make a baby and losing babies and, um, and then preparing for the next pregnancy, which it's really hard to kind of feel like it's not just going to be another loss. Um, I definitely don't need on top of that, you know, to be in the fray of kind of bullshit work stuff or whatever it is that a will probably sort itself out and B is just not that serious, bro. It's just, it's just not, I don't think anybody, I don't think like, Joe Biden has listened to this show. I don't think that, um, you know, people that are <laughs> that have the world in the palm of their hands and are making these gigantic decisions are listening to our show. But but those people as well, even if you are that person, if you, if you are the CEO of a company or, you know, you have a bunch of people um, that look to you for leadership, I think there's something about saying, like, we need to prioritize ourselves and our mental health in order to be the best kind of workers and the best employees and the best employers that we can be. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's all I got. That's my little platform. Turn your fucking notifications off. Okay, so to the core of what's going on with Corinne and I, um, again, I've told you guys that I think we're going to kind of be a little radio silent about, um, what ends up happening with things. We are, um, you know, it's really interesting when you're going through IVF because there's a lot of these, like, you have to be, like, when you're trying to conceive naturally, or just P and the V, or um, or otherwise, if you're just having sex, let's just say, you know, you you can bring that with you. You know, the penis and the vagina are portable. Um, but if you're a same-sex couple, or you're doing IVF, um, or you're doing IUI, or any of these things, like you're on a very specific timeline. You have to be, if you're going the route of being on birth control, and then, you know, they pull you off birth control so you can start having your cycle, and it's predictable, um, then, you know, you have to be that that makes it a little bit more easy to apply the schedule. But you also you have to be there for the IVF transfer and you also have to be there and on schedule for things like ultrasounds. And so, of course, this Christmas season, um, you know, Corinne is going to be having her period, um, not it's going to be when we're out of town. And so in order to have the initial the pre ultrasound, which is like day six to 11 of your of your cycle, um, you have to be here and we're not. And so that kicks us out another month. And, you know, we're at a place where, you know, we're both 41. Um, Rini's looking down the barrel of turning 42 in July. And she's fucking, you know, just really wanting to get things rolling before then. Um, and this just kicks it down the road a little further. And it's super frustrating. And so, um, so we're having to figure that all out. Um, she's also trying to do this round without doing birth control because because birth control has kind of been the hardest thing of the process for her because it messes up her GI it um you know it just makes her feel kind of loopy and she is like a different person when she's on it and it's terrible so she has a predictable enough cycle that she can kind of she might be able to do it without it but it does make it so you're at the whim of kind of when your period happens you have to be you know here or around the, the clinic to make sure that you can then pop in and do the ultrasound. So that's where we're at right now. 
we're waiting to kind of like see where her period's going to fall this month and then schedule for the next month basically when she's going to do the ultrasound and that's to make sure that everything's kind of all good and then we'll be able to schedule the transfer and um yeah we'll probably we'll probably tell people about the transfer but I don't think we're going to really talk about much more than that. And it might be something where we don't have the show or I just come onto the show and I kind of talk about us and, you know, kind of like this show was where I talk about things that are going on and opinions about things. And, you know, we're also thinking about launching this new or trying to launch this new show, Mikey and Ren Eden, um, where we're just cooking. And it's just a show for funsies, which I think is something that we both really need. And I think that, you know, could be kind of have a little bit more of a broader appeal because who the fuck doesn't want to listen to the two of us be funny and be awesome together and maybe it doesn't have to like mean so much every episode doesn't have to be about like things we cry about so um yeah that's kind of where we are we're going to be going back east for the holidays um corinne's sister is like seven months pregnant hi katie and she looks so great um it's, you know, I think on some level, like she's going to, she was going to be having her, she is going to be having her kiddo about a month before we were going to be having ours. And so that's, it's really hard to see, um, you know, it, <laughs> it's hard to see yourself get lapped by people, right? I think I've talked about this before, but like when I see kids that are, like we have a couple friends who had due dates that were the same as our previous pregnancies. And so I see their kids now that are like two. And I'm like, oh, that that was when our baby was supposed to be born in the first pregnancy. And, you know, it's like a visual and human representation of like that is a loss. Like that's something that we didn't achieve. And it's tough. It's triggering. It's all the things, right? Um being in Hawaii, everybody was pregnant or had a new baby. And, you know, it's like a perfect place to bring a young kid. And, you know, we just went and found all the beaches where the kids weren't. So we could just kind of like not think about that. But, you know, Rinny works with kids. We love kiddos. We have a lot of beautiful kids in our world. And so it's just about kind of understanding that, you know, it's not about that. And it's we're going to have a kid one way or the other, um, whether it's IVF or it's adoption or it's us just being the best auntie and uncle that we can be. So I think being a parent is kind of a mindset, um, which all the parents in the audience just rolled their fucking eyes and said, oh, really? I've got vomit all over me and I've been cleaning up after, you know, breakfast for two hours now. Is it a fucking mindset? Fuck you, Mikey. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We love you guys. We are um, always happy to hear from all of you we've been getting some really cool messages from people lately um you know some of which are like <laughs> why aren't you putting on the show more or um are you guys dead what's this radio silence shit uh and then also just a lot of words of encouragement and you know a lot of people reaching out to say that like i know the holidays is kind of a hard time because it is so family focused and it is so like you know if there's a kid in your world it's like the holidays are really about kids right so, yeah, we're we're just keeping all that in mind and we're um you know, we're good, man. We're happy, we're laughing, we're doing all the things, but it's like, you know, this is this is the part, the kind of quiet part of infertility that we're trying to make a little bit louder is that um you know, it's something that people usually suffer in silence about 
And I'm just, I talk about it with everybody because it is like one of the elements, one of the biggest elements of my life that we're both going through right now. And it's a constant uh, sadness and a constant sort of like anxiety that just bubbles in the background constantly. And um, it's just, it's a really hard thing, thing to get away from on the day to day. Rennie's, you know, sleep is disturbed because of it. And it's just something that we are always kind of looking at. And it's always just kind of like growling at us from the corner. And it's it's just something, if you know people in your world that are trying to have a baby, um, you know, I just hope that it that this show and us talking about stuff really helps you kind of understand that you can talk to them about it. And maybe they want to talk about it, maybe they don't. Um, but that it's not like, it's not just something where like you're, there's an innate sadness to it. There's an innate, um, you know, failure to it that 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 is really palpable when you're in it. And um, I know it's not always easy to say the right thing, but I think leaving the door open for the conversation and to let people vent is such it's the best it's the way that you can be the best friend and the best family member and the best you know partner in life. So um, I don't know, just talk about all the things, right? I uh, love you guys, and um, yeah, we're gonna be back. You know, we're just gonna be here. Send us messages, send us your stories, send us your thoughts. I'll be, um, you know, bleeding my ego out onto this microphone uh, every once in a while. We're going to be, you know, going back east and doing um, holiday stuff. So it's, I probably won't put out a podcast during that time. Um, you can always hear me on um, The Culture, which is, if you guys haven't heard it yet, it's a hip-hop and kind of hip-hop world uh, podcast that my buddies Jeff and Ant um, host. And I'm on it kind of, I don't know, every couple weeks, every three or four weeks, every month. Um, and we talk about hip hop and we talk about music and we talk about funny stuff. They're awesome. If you don't listen to the show, you should listen to it anyways. Uh, but I'm kind of like a, a reoccurring guest. So, so do that. And I don't know, keep it real. We are, um, at let's eat at Mikey and Rin stay in.com. Also at Mikey and Rin on Instagram. Uh, you know, we're not posting a ton on there, but, uh, but the shit that we do. Oh, and I'm at Mikey Sheether on Instagram. That's where I do most of my posting. And yeah, holler. Lil Obby's at L-I-L underscore A-U-B-B-I-E. That dog is super cute. I'm watching her nap right now. We love you guys. I'm Mikey. And today, I'm staying in. Love you guys.